Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker. I'm an author, producer, two-time Emmy Award winner, and host of That Girl the Podcast. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and stories to help you become that girl or that guy in your life. That Girl the Podcast is based on the romantic comedy That Girl a Novel, which is now available as a podcast to listen to. Listen to each chapter about finding yourself and adulting in L.A., Find That Girl and Novel everywhere you listen to your podcasts. You can also find it on Amazon to buy the Kindle or paperback of. For more, find us at thatgirlthepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at thatgirlthepodcast and our Patreon page. Welcome, Tammy Pickle, to That Girl the Podcast. I am so excited to interview you. I have been waiting and counting the weeks till we could actually talk. You are a matchmaker in Los Angeles. And we are going to talk all about matchmaking and your company, Elite Connections, and the company you run with your mom, which is amazing. It's a female-owned business. You're helping people find love. Incredible. Um, I always like to let people introduce themselves because I feel like they always do a better job than I could. So in brief, tell people who you are and what you're all about. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you today. Um, My mom and I own Elite Connections International, and we help professionals meet each other, typically, you know, busy professionals that are wanting to meet the right person, and they just don't really want to go about it with apps and online, or maybe they want that route, and they just want a better way of meeting, you know, quality professionals that we have met and screened and interviewed and background searched and all of that. So it's a nice, safe way of meeting other professionals that are looking to find the right person. Um, My mom actually started the company 27 years ago. And funny story, she started the company because she joined a matchmaker and she met her husband and I helped pick him out. That was kind of my first matchmaking experience. How old were you? I was 13. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, yeah, she brought home some videotapes and we sat down together and I was like, oh, he likes to ski. He's got two kids. He owns a car dealership. That's the one. And then they went on one date and they've been together ever since. And um, she just thought, what a great way of meeting people. So she started her own company just a few months after meeting her husband. And then so I kind of grew up in the business. It was nothing that I felt I had to do or I had to be in the family business. But I did know I wanted to help people in some way. So I went to school. I got my degree in psychology. I wanted to get into counseling. Mm -hmm. And then I really started working and meeting the clients and making matches and helping people find like the love of their life. And that's when I fell in love with what I do. And I was like, I want to do this forever. Uh, So it kind of, you know, fell into my lap. It was nothing that was forced on me, but I think that's Mm -hmm. why I love it so much. And I'm so passionate about it because I kind of chose it as well. Um, so yeah, my mom and I work very closely together. We meet all of our clients personally. We feel like we're friends with our clients. So we get to know everybody, what they're all about, what they're looking for, what's important to them. And then we have a very large database, 27 years in business. We have thousands and thousands of clients in our database. And then we just kind of go through and make nice matches, knowing them, knowing the woman, knowing the man, and then putting two together. And of course, you know, you don't know until you meet the person, see there's connection in person. Um, but then they, they give us, you know, relay feedback, what they thought about the person. Sometimes we may 
be able to help someone. Like maybe they said something wrong. Maybe they did something wrong. Maybe they turned somebody off in some yeah. way. They talked too much about their ex or their drama or their this. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of relay, you know, helpful tips along the way, you know, kind yeah. of coaching along the way, um, which is, which is really nice. Kind of like a friend in your corner that's relaying feedback on what they're hearing and that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, we, we kind of help them throughout the process and just one after the next until we find them the one. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I just know I'm so curious and other people are going to be so curious about how it even begins. So let's say that you are one of those people who are single and just like hating it out there with the apps and the whole thing. I'm one of those people. I'm just like, no, thank you. (laughs) You're all terrible people. Um, how do they, start with you, whether you're a man or a woman, how does that work? Yeah. So typically, you know, they reached out to us. Majority of clients reach out to our company because they're interested in a matchmaker. So we speak over the phone. I talk to them, you know, in detail about themselves and the person they're looking to meet. And then we would either have an in-person or a virtual meeting. Uh, We always like to speak face to face, um, you know, get to know that person, you know, kind of where they came from, their past relationships, where they see themselves, um, and, and everything in between interests and hobbies and, um, you know, the person they're wanting to meet uh, in detail, uh, uh, location and religion. And if they want children, you know, all those important things, yeah. um, po- you know, politics are sometimes a big deal right Especially now. So now. We get into all of that. And mm. then, um, we kind of come up with ideas. We always show pictures and profiles. We're showing recent photos. We are checking IDs. We are background searching. So we are verifying everyone as they say they are. Yeah, which is really important. That's good. For men and women, but like especially women on apps or online, these people could be saying anything at all. They could be criminals. They could be married. They could be lying about everything. Right. And we've all watched enough enough 2020 to know that that happens. So good. Exactly. And it's a scary world out there. And you're just Mm going to trust someone. I don't, you know, it's a scary world. So it is nice that we're doing all that screening, screening and backgrounding on all of our clients. Anyone, anyone would be meeting. We're not showing a picture that's 10 years old or doesn't look like the person. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're making sure we are meeting and checking IDs, verifying birthdays, verifying they are who they say they are, um, what they do, what they do for a living, all those types of things. And then we always show pictures and profiles back and forth. We want both people to be excited and attracted and feel like there's things in common, feel like they're on the same page. Um, So both parties are agreeing to meet each other. And then we help coordinate that match between the two of them. And then typically a dinner date uh, is a, you know, good first date for our clients. Mm -hmm. And then um, they relay back to us. Oh, I liked her. I want to see her again. Or what does she think about me or vice versa? So then we can kind of relay, oh yeah, she was interested. She'd love to see you again. Or, you know, she wasn't really feeling it. Let's work on something new. Wow. That is such a relief. Just that part alone to be like, yeah, I wasn't so into him or I wasn't so into her. And then you can be like, great. I'll let them know. (laughs) That's great. Right. right. Uh, uh, So many, so many times people waste their time on, you know, going after someone and then, you know, they feel bad letting them down. So they kind of, you know, continue chatting or whatever. So Mm -hmm. it kind of takes the games out of it. Like if somebody's not interested, like just let them know we, you you don't have to string people along, you Mm -hmm. know, or, um, and a lot of our clients are, 
you know, they're not dating multiple people at once. They're pretty serious about finding someone, which yeah. I've heard app dating and online. Sometimes you're just kind of the next person, the next person, right. you know, whoever gives you the most attention, you know, you're kind of talking to or going out with, or yeah. if somebody else messages you, then you're in touch with them as well as dating other people. Yeah. So, I mean, People are, are a bit more serious, I think, that come to a matchmaker like us. They're, they're busy. They're working hard. They do want to focus on finding the right person, and they kind of want a, a professional to help them with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just want to tell you a little bit of my story because it's very interesting how you found me because years ago, well, both my mom and her best girlfriend have both used matchmakers and my mom actually was married through matchmaker. Oh, I love it. So I did watch some of the videos. I was like you. <laughs> I was like, I like him. Um, yeah. And I, so this isn't like a foreign thing to me. I've actually known about matchmakers for some time. And I remember trying out a matchmaker in my late 20s. And it was just not good. Like it was not a good experience. And I'm like, I can't even see this person's picture. Like you're just going to send me the profile. It was creepy. I was like, uh, and I went like, I think I went on a couple of dates, but it was just, I think I was too young for something. So just, it was, I think I was too young for it. Um, but recently now that it's like, you know, years later, I, you know, have tried the apps and I've had mainly just serious relationships in my life. And it's just so weird out there and I'm so traditional. So, and I know, you know, a lot of women are just like, I don't want to play games. I'm looking for the real thing. Like, why do we have to play all these weird messaging games and these weird, you know, are you going to call me? And then you ghost me like, what? I don't, uh. Yeah. so I've been saying this year, I'm like, I think I'm going to get a matchmaker. I'm going to try a matchmaker because I've seen it work. I know. And then you found me and it was like, I manifested you in. So, (laughs) so I just, I really do believe in the process. I mean, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it's like, it's such a great option for people who are serious about finding somebody. Yes. I'd love to be able to help you meet somebody (laughs) nice. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So it is, it's, it's a nice way of meeting other professionals that are serious. And yeah, like we do have all ages, but I probably would say, you know, more in the middle, you know, less twenties, less older, but more in the middle. So I think, yeah, when you are younger, you're kind of meeting people different ways. You're out, you're going to the bar, you're going, you know, nightlife. Mm -hmm. Um, So those types of things. So I feel like when you get a bit more serious, especially um, men, you know, as they get Mm -hmm. a little older, they get a little bit more Mm -hmm. serious about finding that person and settling down, starting a family and all those things. Um, It's, it comes with age and like having a career they wanted to focus on their education and their career and just being, you know, a good foundation before they find the one. So I do see a lot of, you know, thirties, late thirties, early forties, when they're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Everything else is in line. And now I want to find someone. Yes. Um, so I have just recently, I'm like, let me try a little older than that because I feel like men in their late thirties and early forties, most of them, if they're not already married, they're just kind of like, and these are just by the, the apps, what I've noticed. Um, yeah. They're just kind of like children. They're just these man babies. And I'm like, ah. So are you seeing that too? Or are you really vetting your people and you're like, okay, you're serious. You have a real job, like a real life, and you're actually looking for a life partner? I think that's the difference between kind of online and app. I'm not saying it doesn't work and it doesn't happen for people. 
But I think people that are investing in a matchmaker and they're reaching out to a matchmaker, they do tend to be a bit more serious. They're paying, they're investing, you know, they um, are not doing that route. Um, Maybe they have, it didn't work for them. So they are looking for something a little bit more, um, you know, that we're searching for them. They are hiring us. They are a bit more serious about like settling down and finding that person. And I think somebody that reaches out to us uh, does tend to be a bit more serious than, you know, the uh, the free apps and the swiping and the, you know, it's just kind of time killer or um, they're just, you know, dating a few different people at once, you know, they're just kind of meeting and mingling and that kind of thing. Right. Okay. So I'm going to just keep it really general. If you are a woman and you get into a matchmaking service like yours, um, what can they expect? So we have full memberships, which men and women pay for. Um, and that's where we're actively searching, recruiting on a regular basis. We're offering a certain amount of matches for the membership. Um, but we are also always searching for our clients. So if somebody came to us, let's say you came to us and I had somebody great in mind after I got to know you and what you're all about, and you know, what you're looking for. And I would come up with some ideas of possible matches of men that I'm searching for, that I'm working for, that I could possibly bring you in just to meet that client. Um, And I wouldn't necessarily have to charge you because I'm always searching and recruiting for my clients. So you could be kind of put in the system, not that we're working for you full time, but we are working for, you know, other people. So men, women, whatever. If you were a good match for somebody I had in mind that I was searching for, then I could bring you in just to meet with that person. So it's not necessarily just everyone that come to us have to pay full memberships Mm -hmm. for a certain amount of time. They could possibly just come in, be put in the system, and we could keep them in mind for our clients. Right. That is very interesting and very enticing for ladies out there. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, And we do the same thing for, let's say, someone that is not paying for the service or kind of put in the system. They still see pictures and profiles. We're not trying to deceive anyone or make you go on a match. We want you to be excited just as, as, as we want him to be excited to meet you. Right. Um, Do you only deal with straight couples? Do you do all kinds of couples? How does that work? You know, we really have uh, just straight um, individuals that we're matching right now. I know we have been, you know, a lot of people have reached out from the gay community. Um, We just haven't gotten into, you know, matching them yet. But um, I think it's on the horizon. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Awesome. And then what about men, like what is their experience? Like, cause I do have a lot of men listeners and I'm sure they're kind of interested. Like, how does it work for them? Yeah. I mean, um, we have full memberships where we do actively search. We recruit on a regular basis. We have a very large database, thousands and thousands of clients in our database. Um, so we would, you know, go through the whole process, but then be able to send them ideas of matches that we think would be a good fit. Um, they would approve, you know, the woman would approve. So we're working on their behalf, sending them profiles on a regular basis. I have a very large team of matchmakers that work for me. Um, so we have offices nationwide 
nationwide and internationally. Um, very large presence in Southern California, Northern California, Miami, New York, Texas. Those are some of our largest locations. Mm-hmm. And then we also have some um, international offices, Europe and, and Paris and London and those types of places as well. Oh my gosh, everywhere. You find her everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is so interesting um, and such a refreshing change to the constant video game app swipingness that there is. Um, with the pandemic and dating, how has that been? What has that been like? Yeah, it was a little rough um, when at first everything was shut down. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm too scared. No, yeah. I'm not doing anything. And, you know, I'm stressed out. I'm working from home. Like, I'm trying to keep my business afloat, blah, blah, blah. Right. So uh, it was rough those first, like, three to six months. Mm-hmm. But then people were like, okay, I, you know, I feel like things will start to get better. And they, you know, they were getting better after six months or so. And people were wanting to virtually speak or speak Mm -hmm. on the phone, get together for hikes or picnics or things like that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was a positive. People were getting to know each other. They were having to try a little harder. They were doing a virtual, you know, chat. They were becoming friends versus meeting somebody and writing them off because, oh, I don't know. I wasn't feeling it. There was an attraction, this or that. But they were really getting down deeper than Mm -hmm. just like initial attraction. They were getting to know someone. So I felt like that was a positive and it pushed them into, you know, wanting to get to know somebody better. And then when they did finally meet, um, you know, they they already had that foundation of a friendship, which I think is the most important thing in a relationship. It's going to take you the long haul. You know, if you have things in common, you like to do the same things. You're really friends. You enjoy each other's company, best friends. Um, When you're old and gray, that's what it's all about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's so true. When the beginning of the pandemic happened, I was like, this is a great time to meet someone because you're really you, just what you said. I'm like, you'd really have to get to know them because you really can't see them. <laughs> yeah. And it's harder. It's harder than like going out and getting together. Like you have to try a little harder. You have yeah. to, you know, like you have to make the effort. You have to figure out, you know, how to talk more and communicate yes. more and all yes. of that. And really be vulnerable because you're going to run out of things to talk about. And then you're going to be like, well, all right, bye. And that's a perfect yeah. way of weeding someone out. Like, all right, we ran out of things to talk about, literally. Okay, you're not forever. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. Um, is there anything else about what you do um, that people should know about that maybe I haven't thought to ask? Um, you know, just... Um, you know, we are one of the largest matchmaking agencies and we've been around for a very long time. We've never changed our name. So it's a reputable company um, that has been in business for 27 years. So there are other companies out there that kind of do the blind dating and this and that. So just, you know, be careful when you do, you know, look into something like, like this, make sure it's a reputable company because there are some that have kind of changed names. They kind of um, maybe don't have the best reviews and things like that. Um, But, you know, it's a great way of meeting uh, people outside of what you're normally doing. And if you're kind of stuck and you're like, I I don't know where to turn, I don't know what to do, like look into something else, whether it's, you know, my company or or something else, you know, uh, joining a group, uh, um, you know, you've been wanting to pick up tennis or golf or, um, you know, join co-ed softball, just like get out there and and mingle and always like 
look and feel your very best and just get mm-hmm. out there and do some new things and try to meet different people. Always say yes, you know, to right. friends or going out or, uh, you know, somebody's trying to make an introduction for you. Just, you know, be open-minded, be positive, yeah. be outgoing, just get out there and, you know, you live once and just right. try to you know, go out there and make a friend with everyone you meet. And, and, you know, I always say, yes, I'll say yes to anything, you know, just, just be open-minded to all the options out there and what is put in your lap. I so agree with that. Everything good for the most part that's ever happened has come from saying yes, just take it a chance. Just like, it's fun. Um, (laughs) Okay. I'm just going to, this is going to be like my little pause where I think about other things. Uh, is there anything else that you sh- you think I need to ask you about like dating or what to expect? Um, just questions that you get from your clients. Um, yeah, I mean, I get a lot of like, what do I talk about on a first date? What do I avoid talking about on a first date? Um, so like, you know, like the drama, the negative, uh, uh, the religion and politics, those types of things. Right. Don't get into too, too, too much detail about those okay. types of things. Um, a lot of positivity, try to find things in common, um, and then grow from that. So, you know, talk about travel, talk about things you're interested, you're passionate about you, your work, your, um, volunteering, you know, Mm -hmm. just things that you enjoy doing and also make sure you reciprocate. You're asking questions, you're listening, you're really like taking it in and, and snowballing from what they're talking about. Oh, they went to Europe. Yes. I went to Europe. And did you see this and this, and you go here and there. Mm -hmm. And it's just, um, how you would connect with a friend or a new friend, um, just similarities and things in common. So you talk about yourself, but then you also want to hear from them and then you find some things in common and then that's how there's a connection. Right. And a lot of people, um, you know, I might hear, well, I talked uh, I asked a lot of them questions. They didn't want to talk about themselves. They didn't want to, you know, show me the real them. And sometimes it's nerves and sometimes, you know, it takes a little time for somebody to open up. Not everybody is super outgoing and, you know, they right. may be a little guarded or, or they, they're just, um, you know, off their dating game and they're a little mm-hmm. uncomfortable. So like sometimes it takes time and sometimes I have to I have to let somebody know, well, maybe give them a second chance or a third chance to get to yeah. know them because you really can't know somebody after an hour. And, and some people are not as outgoing and it takes them a little bit more time. So if they seem nice and they're, you know, interested and they're, you know, asking you out again, um, maybe don't cut it off. There's a lot of times that after a first date, oh, I just wasn't feeling it. Well, you know, yeah. it, was a, it was a first date. So like if somebody's like really pursuing you and they seem nice and interested, like maybe give them a second shot. And a lot of times I have had successful matches from people going out after I've said, do it one more time, go out one more time. And then they <laughs> end up falling for the person because they, they're, they are more themselves. They yeah. opened up. They, they, then they, there's a connection for them. That is such a piece of advice. My God, that is such a strong piece of advice. Cause I know, you know, especially when you're coming out of a long-term relationship and you're just getting back into dating, it's scary. And you are not really your best version of you. <laughs> like right. your representative is not quite the person that you would be if you hadn't just gone through this huge trauma. So I think that's huge advice. Give them a couple of chances as long as it's like, you know, they're a nice person, you are getting along. But if they're, I do feel like if you're just 
pulling teeth or like, this is a big thing. Um, so many of my girlfriends and I deal with men who do not ask you questions. They just don't ask you questions. And you're like, great. Well, that was a wonderful interview. I'm glad you feel better about yourself. I'm going to get going because you don't see, I actually went on a date once where the guy had researched me so much that when I sat down, he talked about himself the whole time. And whenever I would try to like insert something about me, just anything, he's like, oh yeah, no, I read about that. No, I know about that too. I'm like, um, great. Well, would you like to ask me? me? Yeah. (laughs) Would you like to ask me more about it? Or did you just need the cliff notes from my website? Um, and that's where I would come into play and be like, you need to ask her for the future. Like that one is probably already ruined, but for the future, (laughs) you need to ask someone and get to know them. That's what you're there for. It's not all about talking about yourself, but sometimes people don't realize they're doing it. So Mm. if like somebody was letting him know, it could be helpful for him in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I just, conversation is so important and is sometimes forgotten. I think in the beginning of dating, um, it's like, if you don't instantly recognize that person as someone that you're already friends with, you're like, it it can just feel awkward. So yeah, just giving it a moment to like rest, remembering that we're all just humans here, meeting a stranger, trying to be nice and like our best versions. Um, and giving them maybe a second chance. If you really think they're being a nice person to me, like maybe I should just try. (laughs) Right. And I also think just chatting even before meeting is helpful mm-hmm. because it, it is a little less awkward because you're already communicating, but then you don't want to waste your time doing it too long. And then meeting mm-hmm. the person you're like, Oh, that was a waste of time. I'm totally mm-hmm. not into it. So don't let it go weeks and months, but right. <laughs> you know, like a week or so before you meet someone, talk, communicate, text, you know, have some conversations right. that way. So it's a little less blind baby when you meet for the first time. Right. I love this. Tammy Pickle, you're so wonderful and so sweet. And please guide, tell everyone how they can find you and how they can sign up if they're interested. Yes, you could reach out to me directly. My office line's 800-923-4200. My email's Tammy, T-A-M-M-I at EliteConnections.com. Our website's EliteConnections.com. So you can reach out. I can go over everything with you in more detail. And you can find me on all social medias, Tammy Pickle and Elite Connections. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming. You can find everything in links below. Tammy, this was a pleasure. I'm so happy we met. Thank you, Jacqueline. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there. Also, make sure to watch the video version on YouTube at That Girl the Podcast.